So, I woke up at 5.20 a.m. And I looked it up in the Strong's Concordance and it said to lead away. And this message is for Jadakiss. Uh, he's a hip-hop rap artist. And um, if anybody's familiar with Hip hop, New York, New York rap music from like the 90s and late 90s, early 2000s. You know, he's been around for a little bit. He's a legend. And, um, so this the dream. Um, I was back in my 2006, um, Chrysler Crossfire convertible. It was a black on black. You had the rims powder coated black, and it was it was nice, man. It was, <laughs> it was actually just it was beautiful to be back in my car because that was like my favorite car I ever had. I mean, I don't know. I had, I had a Mercedes Benz. I I was in love. Actually, those two, both of those two cars, I was uh. It was like my favorite cars because it was just both just luxury vehicles, black on black. It was really, really dope. It was good to have. Uh, anyway, so I'm in that and uh, I'll be like, I don't know. It's a dream. You know, I just know I'm back in my I'm back in my car, so I'm like, man, it's good to have my whip back, you know, and I'm like checking it out, and I'm like, it felt like, I don't know, it felt like somebody had it, like it was in storage, or it was in the shop, or like that part of the dream I wasn't really too aware of, like I wasn't focused on, I'm just, I just knew I had it back, and I'm riding around in it, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm getting the feel back for it, and I'm like, man, it's right, you know, this feel good, and, um, you know, I'm like opening the the convertible top, like letting it go up and down, and I had like the the blue LED lights in on the inside, so I'm like, you know, I'm feeling myself or whatever, and then my phone go off. I get the notification, then I gotta go swoop someone up because. Like, um, I'm Ubering and lifting, you know, doing a taxi service or whatever. And, um, um, the names say Jada Kiss. And I'm like, what? Jada Kiss in Columbus, Ohio? But I remember when Black Child was out here. So I'm like, well, um, and I think Hellrail was out here too. So I think I seen Hellrail in a barbershop off of Hudson. And this was when I was really, when when the Lord was really calling me. That's when I stopped selling heroin. And this was actually the time I did have the crossfire. So that's interesting. But uh, I was in North Linden selling dope. And um, I know the Lord was calling me then, but I didn't have like all the pieces of the puzzle together at that moment. Like I was still, like I was still in the streets, but I was was definitely being called by the Lord. And I just didn't have all the pieces of the puzzle put together. But that was around the time 
that he was calling me heavy because that's when I fasted for three days. And that's the only time I ever in my life just went without food for three days straight. And that was like, that was tough. That was a task for me. I haven't did it since. Like I've, I've did partial fast, like, um, fast to like six o'clock every day for like three days and eat when the sun go down. Um, but, um, so, um, anyway, um, you know, around that time I was actually running with Black Child because he had brought me out to New York. I met Ja Rule and Ashanti. Ashanti was beautiful. But, um, anyway, not to get off track. Um, and even then, God told me, God was like, I was trying to get someone else to go out, out to New York with Black Child. I was trying to get this dude from Jersey, or uh, where was he from? From Baltimore. I was trying to get this dude from Baltimore, Maryland, Young Tay. I was like, man, why don't you go out um, out there with Black Child and, and, and shoot his documentary for him? And I'm like, because I just don't feel like, I feel like something bad is going to happen. You know what I mean? And like, like I said, I was still in the streets at that time, so I was still smoking weed and drinking and... Um, I wasn't fornicating because I was married at the time. So I was, I, I had wifey or whatever, but, um, as far I was still, I was still selling drugs and I was still in the street when I was dealing with black child, but I was definitely feeling the pressure from the Lord to, to stop that lifestyle. So I, and, um, I think I was moving bodies still. Yeah. So I think I was still, um, Working for the funeral homes, transporting the deceased. Yeah, I definitely was because, um, cause I remember. Yep, I do remember. I was doing that because, um, that was all around the same time that, uh, I was running with Black Child for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I know the devil came in between that, you know, cause Black Child was a good dude, man. He was a real good dude. And I seen how the devil just came in and destroyed that. I didn't understand at that time that you couldn't play both sides of the fence. Like the Bible is so real scary. You know, it's like you you will serve one master. Like you can't serve two you can't serve two masters because you will hate one and love the other. Or you will it's something like that. You know, you will hate one and love the other. Or uh but either way, that's the main point of it. You know, you can look it up in the Bible, but um, you just can't serve two masters. So you can't play the fence. You can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And I didn't get that. Like, I didn't understand. Like, I felt like, you know, yeah, I believe in Jesus. You know, I'm going to go to heaven. I didn't understand it was a pre-tribulation rapture. I didn't understand anything. I was so deceived. Like, I thought, you know. I just believed in the second coming of Jesus that he would come after tribulation. And I already thought we was going through the tribulation. I didn't understand the tribulation is going to be way more serious. Like they really going to be skinning Christians alive, um, chopping off their body parts. They're going to be torturing Christians. It's going to be worse than the medieval times. I didn't know any of that, you know, and, and that's how Satan is trying to deceive the world. He's trying to make everybody think like, yeah, Jesus only come one time, the second coming after the tribulation, 
you know, after the reign of the Antichrist. So this whole time as Christians, we all running around trying to figure out who the Antichrist is because we know once we find out who the Antichrist is, that Jesus is going to come after the seven-year reign of the Antichrist or whatever. But no, that's not how it is. We won't know who the Antichrist is until after the church is gone. So the, the pre-tribulation rapture is real. And everybody who's debunking it like, oh, no, nah, the rapture's the rapture's after the tribulation. He's going to rapture us up. And then we that doesn't make no sense. Like, why would Jesus pull you up at the end of the tribulation? And then all right away, he comes. He's coming right back to to for the the Armageddon for the war and Gog war. You know what I'm saying? The 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 Armageddon war where he, he come to to um to kill Lucifer. No. That makes no sense. The only thing that makes sense is that he raptures the church before the tribulation. He takes all the kids, you know what I'm saying? All the, the special needs and handicapped um people, all of the pets and all of the animals, I mean, and then all of the Christians who are on fire for the Lord, the obedient Christians. Remember Grace didn't save Noah. Obedience saved Noah. You know, God told Noah what to do. Noah did it. And then that's how Noah was saved from the flood. Only eight people survived the flood. Noah and his people, right? Everybody else was gone. Kids, grandparents, everybody got killed in the flood. You know what I mean? God made the rainbow to let us know, I ain't never going to do that to y'all again. And then what the homosexuals do, they stole the rainbow. That's pride. And remember, all that pride and arrogance, God going to shut that down. You know what I'm saying? So the pre-tribulation rapture is real. You have to read 1 Thessalonians. Um, just read all Thessalonians. You know what I'm saying? First and second Thessalonians. But there's so many references and everybody knows Jesus spoke in parables. You know what I'm saying? So um, follow Soldiers for Christ. Um, um YouTube channel. These dudes are from Compton, California. Alright? So they in the heart of gangbang territory. And they got the real gospel. Like, they not they not in the real church or anything. They straight just doing um their the the Bible teachings um from the YouTube channel. And it's Pastor Ben and Pastor Sandy, just so y'all know. Soldiers for Christ Community Church YouTube channel. Pastor Ben and Pastor Sandy, and they speak they they speak the truth, yo. Like, stick to that channel, you know what I mean? Because they not sugarcoating it, and they really breaking down the parables of Jesus. Um, man, I mean, the Bible was written confusing for a reason. Because if you, when you give your life to Christ, that's one thing, but when you get baptized, you're making uh physical representation that that you're taking that walk serious and you're born again with the spirit. I mean you are when you call on Jesus' name, but you have to walk the walk. You can't you can't be a hypocrite. And that's where I was when I was running with Black Child and um what was the dude's name? Be real, be uh be uh Ah, man, sorry. 
I want to remember this guy's name because B something. Be nice. No, I wouldn't be nice. Oh, God. That's going to bother me. He's a good dude, too. But anyway, he don't. Dink, my homie Dink, the R&B singer from the group Rated R, he introduced me to, um, his name ain't Be Nice or, or Be Real, Be Something. But anyway, he, um, he introduced me to Black Child. And, um, I got Black Child in the, in the movie, uh, um, surviving Compton, the B, B Michelle A biopic or the B Michelle A, not B Michelle A, Michelle, the Michelle A, um, story. It was the, the, it was like, um, it was like the NWA story from Michelle A's point of view. It was a lifetime, um, uh, it was a lifetime movie. And it, um, and I got Black Child in that, and we shot that out in Cincinnati. And to repay me for that, he he brought me to uh, Manhattan, but he didn't bring me to Manhattan like to kick it and hang out with him. He brought me out there so I could videotape him. So it was kind of like it was weird, but he's a good dude because he did he did certain things. Like one time I got out the car for something when I got back in the car. He was playing my music. And so, you know, so I know he, he was a good dude. And then um, we got into it with Ashanti's people or something. And I was I was real, real mad about the situation. I actually wanted to stab this dude. Like, I was so mad. And Black Child kind of got mad at me for, I guess, like being in a bad mood or whatever. And when we went to the hotel, he let me... Um, he let me get to bed and he slept on the floor. Cause I think the first night I slept on the floor or something like that. So he was a good dude, man. Like he really was, but the devil was definitely working overtime in that situation. And, um, and it was tough for me because, you know, I really am, you know, I really grew up in the streets and I, you know, I grew up living that street lifestyle, you know, retaliating and, always getting revenge. Somebody do me dirty. I come see you. And he, Black Child was seeing the point where I was trying to be the good dude. So I felt like he kind of was trying to play me like I was a sucker. Cause I even seen him after that at the gas station and he came up to me and he was like, so I, I was thinking, man, I'm going to douse him with this gasoline. And, and, and light him on fire if he tried to come at me crazy. That's what I was thinking when he walked up on me, because that's where he caught me at, you know. Um, or we could have we could have banged too, you know. Because I mean, I fight, you know. I ain't a stranger to that either. But um, he was like, "Nah, you ain't like that." And I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna give you the pass right now because I'm not trying to be that dude no more because Jesus is calling me. But that's such a tough spot to be in. That's how the devil tests you. You know what I mean? Like people be, what you would say, try to test your gangster. They try to, 
Because in this world, that's how they want. That's how the devil gets you because the devil know the Bible better than anybody. So when someone be trying to test your manhood and you want to be like, man, I'll murder you right now. You know what I'm saying? That's what the devil want. So it's so, 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 so difficult to walk away from that lifestyle. I think it's gonna, it's the hardest for us in the hip hop community. It's the hardest for us who grew up listening to gangster rap. And the reason I say the music, because the music do define the people, but who's really in charge of the music? Satan was, Satan's in charge of this world. Satan was created worship music for, for God when he was in heaven. You know what I mean? And then he started feeling himself and he wanted all the attention and he wanted all the praise and worship and he wanted to be like God. As soon as he started having them type of thoughts, boom, God dispatched of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, you ain't here no more. You know what I'm saying? You down there. So, um, and I saw something that Snoop posted. Snoop Dogg posted something where a booking agent didn't want to deal with him because he was dealing with Latinos because he had Latino people that was working with him. And he was basically exposing and saying like, man, black and brown is cool. We get along. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm cool with the essays. I'm cool. I'm cool with Hispanics and Latinos and they cool with me. And he said, we, we coming together because you know, there's a lot of, um, segregation with cultures in California. Like I remember I had some guy from Cali who's his name was Wicked and he was in um going through some issues out there and I told him he'd come lay low out here in Columbus. And when he came out here, um he would laugh at me a lot because I had all my friends were African American, you know. I didn't really have any Hispanic friends out here, you know, and um, he was he made a whole bunch of f Hispanic friends out here. You know, he spoke Spanish fluently. And so they had. Um, I forget what it was, uh, carne asada type of. I don't know, it was like a little taco party or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I, I am Hispanic, but I just didn't grow up with my culture like I, I was born in Miami and my dad took me here to Columbus and you know I just got a, a long story but I was just wasn't raised around my people I was raised in the streets I um my dad always had us had people babysit me and my sister when he was out of town working and I stayed with a black family and she stayed with an Asian family and we just bounced around a lot but I just grew up, you know, pretty much just like raised in, in, in black households. And, and, and so that's just how I, I became me, how I am, who I am. I guess while, while I was a rapper and, you know, I don't know. I mean, you adapt to your environment. If we were all in, in Japan right now, you don't think we'd be speaking um, Japanese or Asian, whatever the language is. If we grew up in an Asian country, we would we wouldn't be speaking. Or if we grew up in China, we wouldn't be speaking Chinese. If we grew up in Russia, we wouldn't be speaking Russian. 
we adapt to our environments, you know? So, you know, when people hear me talk, like people look at me, they think I'm a white, white guy, right? Then when I start speaking, they like, oh, you from New York? And I'm like, no. I was raised in Columbus, Ohio, you know, but I'm from Miami. So they all type of confused when they meet me. You know what I'm saying? And then they're like, oh, he think he black. I don't, I don't think nothing like that. You think that because you said that, you know, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just a human trying to thug it out, figure out my way in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, as kids, you're not responsible for how you grow up because you're being cared for by whoever's taking care of you, your parents, your guardians. So wherever they got you, you're going to grow up in that environment. You know, my dad wasn't around. He pawned us off and all these different people while he was trying to go out in the world and make a way for us. Plus, he didn't speak English. You know what I mean? So he was trying to learn English. He never wanted to speak Spanish because he was trying to adapt to being in America. But anyway, sorry for all that. <sighs> so, yeah, um, in the dream, you know, I went to go. I got a notification to go pick up Jada Kiss. I drove over by there. There's a group of people. I didn't see Jada Kiss. I drove away. Um, the name changed from Jada Kiss to Jesus is, is Lord. And then he called my phone. And I'm like, hello. And he was like, yeah, you missed me. He's like, I ain't see you. And I'm like, all right, I'm coming back. You know what I mean? And I hung up the phone. But I, by, when I answered the phone, I was definitely talking to J.D. because he got a distinct voice. So, I mean, if you ever listen to J.D. Kiss rap, that's how he talk. You know, like most musicians, they sound like they music. So most there are there are certain musicians that completely change their 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 vocal tonality when they make music as to when they rap. You know what I'm saying? Um. I always wondered if Sadat X like really talked like that, but yeah. Anyway, um, I think that was his name because I think he rapped like with a high pitched voice. I'm taking you back to the old school ninety ninety probably 80s rap. I don't know, but anyway, um, so I don't know. I've been working with the Lord for a minute, and he, you know, when I first was younger, started rapping. I I used to go by the Dream Child Ilion. And I spelled my name I-L-L-E-O-N at the time. And then I didn't like ill being associated with it. So I changed the spelling to A-E-I-L-E-O-N, even though it was always still Ilion. And everybody that know me still call me Illy or ill. You know what I mean? It's only like newer people, they be like E or, you know, something like that. Or Ilion, they'll say Ilion. Like, try to change it. And I'm like, it's Ilion. People that know me from a while ago, like Josiah, like the Seven Sign, Busy Bone squad that I used to run with, they know. You know, they call me Ilion because that's what it's always been. But, you know, you get older, you meet different people. And since I'm, like, disassociated from a lot of worldly people, people still in the streets, a lot of people just call me Jupiter now because... That's my name, but actually it's not pronounced Jupiter. It's Hoopiter or even my aunt, 
you know, Miami, they'll say Yuppie, Yuppieter, like, I don't know, but I don't even care because we don't got a lot of time here. We finna get raptured. Fingers crossed. Obviously, I'm hoping I get raptured. There's no guarantee about it because it's about obedience. And I could backslide at any moment and that could nullify my um my flight. You know what I mean? So anyway, as I told you in the beginning of this uh podcast, um the strong concordance was the, to go get him. You know what I'm saying? To lead him away. And so when I was trying to find him on Instagram, I couldn't find his account at first. It was like some dummy account. But interestingly enough, I seen a picture with him and Kanye and it says something about Sunday service. And Further down in the Strong's Concordance for 520, it says something about let astray. So I don't know what the Lord is telling me there, but I'm asking God, like, all right, well, what I'm what I'm going to tag him in? Like, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to tell JD Kiss? Because usually when God give me the dream, I just post a dream and then I tag the people in the dream. But then sometimes that don't work because he had me Go at little pump like that. He had me um do the what's to do Takashi six nine like that. He had me do Will Smith like that. Um He had me he has me go after a lot of celebrities. Like he's been doing that for a while. I didn't get it yet because it's sometimes you gotta see how God wants to use you. You know what I mean? But the reason I realized that this is what God wanted me to do was all the celebrities that I met in my life. And I don't meet them for long. Like I, when I was chopping it up with John Gotti Jr. I met him on the set of the John Gotti movie that John Travolta played John Gotti in, you know? And that was my that was my time to preach to him about Jesus. I missed the opportunity. Now, when I met Freeway Ricky Ross, the drug kingpin, I kind of got it. And I was trying to talk to him about Jesus, but he wasn't trying to hear. He said he was Muslim or... He just wasn't on it, you know what I'm saying? And he I, he had a lot of hate towards me, so I knew he had demons. He had a lot of demons in him, you know what I mean? And he was trying to play foot tappy with me at the, at the strip club, which made me think that he was um homosexual, which I wouldn't doubt it. He did all that time in the joint, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not knocking him because it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. We're all sinners. And no sin is unforgivable. If you come to Christ and you for real about it, you got to think Paul in the Bible that murdered all those Christians. When he he gave his life to Christ and he started following Christ, he didn't go back to that old life. That life was done. He was a new creation. So that's what people have to understand. Like if you give your life to Christ, you got to be done. You can't be Hitting those plays no more, busting those swerves no more, still still trying to sell dope, still still trying to um go get drunk at the club and snatch up some girls and go fornicate. Like you're done with that life. That's what you're doing. You're like, God, I don't want to live that life no more. I want 
to be perfect like my father in heaven is perfect. You want to be the goody two shoes. You know what I mean? Like Biggie, Biggie was a devil worshiper. People don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to come out with a clothing line like triple six clothing or something like that. You know what I mean? Like he was pushing homosexuality sexuality in his raps. You know what I'm saying? He was on all that. People don't get it though. They don't want to see it. He said several times, I'll do whatever Puff tell me to do to get this money. You got to read between the lines. You know what I'm saying? LL Cool J. You got, you got transvestites out there talking about they, they slept with him. You guys don't get it. If they, if they really want to get a life to Christ, you got to stop that lifestyle. They even got, they had something about the game sleeping with it, uh, getting ahead from a transvestite in a nightclub. He didn't know she was a he and took her on a shopping spree so she wouldn't, so she wouldn't, um, go to the news with it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if these are true stories or not. I'm not trying to throw dirt on nobody's name. Nobody's to blame these days. I mean, you can't tell men from women, women from men anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not really their fault. You know, if they didn't know, they didn't know. But what I'm saying is, if you f listening to the Lord and doing what the Lord wants you to do, then you're not going to, you're not going to fall in those traps because you're doing what God tell you to do. How you know what God tell you to do? Stay in the Bible. If you don't understand the Bible and you're a Christian, get baptized and the Holy Spirit will help you with it. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole thing. Like that's the, that's the key to the combination right there, right? Okay. I give my life to Jesus. All right. Well, solidify it. Go, go get a water baptism and prove your allegiance to the Lord. Now the next step is stop sinning. I know it's not easy. Every day I mess up. Every day I mess up. I get road rage. Um, I don't know how many times a day I'll be wanting to jump out the car and fight somebody. That's why I had to stop training with Matt Brown uh, at his gym. You know, and I miss it. You don't know how bad I miss training. How bad I, I, I miss going there and, and hitting the bag and, and hitting the mitts and sparring all the guys in the gym and learning new fighting techniques. I mean, I love fighting. I grew up fighting. Like, I love it. I am a fighter. You know, even when I was with Black Child, I'm like, Black Child, man, go, go uh, hit them weights, man. Hit, you know, hit the bag. Or, yeah, I did have the bag then too, the bag and the gloves, you know, and he was. Black child ain't no uh, ain't no hoe with that, you know. He he was he was hitting the bag and stuff, but yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I'm just like you know, it, it's tough. I I get how tough it is, you know what I mean. And it's probably even harder for someone like Jadakiss, who has all that notoriety in the rap game, that everybody's going to know you and recognize you from that. Everywhere you go, someone's gonna be like, "Yo, hit this L." I got I got the I mean, it's nonstop. It's going to be so hard to get out of that lifestyle, but you can do it. I did it. I mean, granted, I don't have that notoriety. You know, if I travel the world, people don't recognize me and identify me like that. But 
people recognize me and identify me in my own city because I've been here. So it is the same, you know, no matter where I go, I run into people. People know that I used to rap with Busy Bone and, and, and people be, it doesn't even matter. Like I just be in the hood. I still live in the hood. I never left the hood. Okay. I'm still in the hood. I open up my door. It's right there. And I found a way. You know what I mean? Like I get up and I go. I don't hang out here all day. You know what I mean? I live in the hood, but I don't stay out here. You know what I'm saying? Like I get up and I get far away from here every day. And I, and I go work in nicer areas. I, I go, I have free will to be where I want to be when I want to be there. Since I'm not locked into like a, a actual work schedule, I have the freedom to work whenever I want to work, when I want to work. And I fully utilize that and take advantage of it. Excuse me. <clears throat> I fully utilize and take advantage of having the freedom of being self-employed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, granted, I got to do it through, you know, food delivery and taxi services and and that type of stuff. But, and it's tough. And there's days where you don't make no money. And there's days where, you know, there's issues, all kinds of issues. Like my bank account went negative. I got to deal with the helicopters following me, the feds, the CIA, the Illuminati, Freemason, Satanists, because all the stuff that I post online, you know, I didn't get it at first, but, you know, I am here to be a watchman, to wake up my brothers and sisters, to let them know what's really going on because everybody's asleep. They don't get it. But see, people like Jadakiss, who probably do know the truth, but, you know, they on the whole no snitching policy, which really with the rappers and the rap community, that's kind of like a gimmick because they do all these radio interviews where they're talking about all this stuff, all these people's business. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that they snitching, but if you snitching, if you really break it down to it, I mean, there's gray, gray areas in it, right? Snitching is really like working with the police. You know, you're going to court and point people out like, I guess what Takashi 69 did, that's technically snitching, but you got dry snitching. At the end of the day, you're never going to give fully, you know, snitching if snitching is snitching. If you're just giving up information on other people, if you putting other people's business out there that wasn't out there before, that wasn't known publicly, that's still kind of like snitching. So when you're doing interviews and you're talking about this and that and this and that and that, and that it's kind of like snitching, you know? You telling your story, even if it's a testimony, kind of like snitching, right? Like, so, I mean, in this day and age with this new generation, it doesn't even matter because we're just in the, we're in the information age where everybody, everybody is snitching. <laughs> it's just what it is now. I mean, this technology, I mean, information travels quickly and that's, Snitching is pretty much the transference of information, right? Notifying people of things they didn't know about before, right? I don't know. Who cares? It's stupid. It really is. In the Lord, in the light, all is known. It's complete transparency, complete truth. That's really where you want to be anyways. You know what I mean? Like, 
the only need for secrecy and hiding things if you're doing devilish things, if you're in the darkness, if you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing, right? That's when it's a secret. That's when it's a problem. But when you're not doing things you're not supposed to be doing, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, then there's no there's no need to hide nothing. You see what I'm saying? So it really just comes down to two things, light or dark, God or Satan, fear or love. And let me tell you something. Adam and Eve is where we all came from, right? It all started with them. And there's two things you need to know about Adam and Eve. They were cowards and they were snitches. So what do you think the rest of humanity is? We all come from that lineage, all right? And you could debate and argue with me on those two things. But what happened when Adam and Eve ate from the, the tree of forbidden knowledge? They lied and they told on each other. Adam snitched on Eve, Eve snitched on Satan, right? There it is. They covered themselves up with with foliage and, and leaves because they knew they were naked in front of the Lord. You know what I mean? They were hiding from God. So there it is. But we have a Redeemer. The Word of God was sent here into the Virgin Mary and became flesh. He lived out the Torah or he lived out the word because he was the word. He was the truth. So he lived that way. He lived a sinless life. And humans murdered him and persecuted him and crucified him. And then God raised him on the third day. And he was here for 40 days. People seen him. All kinds of people seen him. You know what I mean? Even when he was behind locked doors, he just manifests into the, in the room. You know what I'm saying? So, that is our redeemer. That is our ticket home. And we are called to be perfect like our Father in heaven is perfect. We have to live a righteous and holy life. Period. Point blank. It's that simple. It's not going to be that easy to live it because once Satan knows that you're really trying to live that life, he's going to send everybody out at you. You know, you're going to get the best deals on the drugs that you've never had ever. They're going to be the lowest prices. It might even be free. You know, if you was a heroin addict and you cold turkey quit. Guess what's coming back in your life now that you're trying to live for the Lord? More heroin. If it was coke, guess what's coming back in your life? More coke. And Satan will... That, Satan ain't got nothing to do, man. His job is to get you to sin. That is the name of the game. He is your enemy. He is focused 100% on getting you to go to hell. And Jesus focused 100% on getting you to go to heaven. But guess who has free will? You. So what are you going to do? You going to do what the flesh want? That's why fasting and prayer is your best weapon against Satan. Remember, remember those disciples that couldn't get rid of those demons? And they were like, Jesus, why can't we get rid of these demons? He's like, oh, these type of demons, they only, they can only leave through fasting and prayer. 
Yep. So today, you know, I've been I've been having such a rough of rough week this week, right? And um it's cause I backslid and I know when I backslide, so I know when I sin that I open the door to to demons to start messing with me, right? So I know when I sin, I'm gonna have a bad day. I know that now. Like I'm this is test, tried, and proof, right? You you could try it in your own life. Right. Say you say your addiction is drinking. Right. And you stop drinking. Right. Things are starting to go good for you. You know, you're sober. Then you backslide and you go on an alcoholic binge. Right. And, you know, you just open the door to those demons. And what that what the Bible say. You know, you can ask Jesus to heal you and to get rid of these demons. But then if you go back and sin again, they come with seven more. Right? It's like, say, say, say you get stabbed, right? Say you get stabbed in your leg, right? It's a deep, deep wound, right? Or just say you just gashed your leg open and you had to get stitches. As soon as the doctor stitch you up and you start healing, you rip the stitches out again. And then the doctor's got to stitch you up again. But then you rip them out again. That's exactly what's going on when you play the fence. Here go a New York quote, rap quote for you. Halfway thugs, mob deep. Right? What was they really saying? They was like, man, you can't be no halfway thug. They was really saying, you can't, because Satan don't want you to be a halfway thug. Satan says, you going to serve me? You need to go all the way in. You need to be a hardcore Satanist like Jay-Z. You know what I mean? You got to be all the way. You, you got to be all the way satanic, all the way demonic. That's what Satan want. Because Satan tried to be like God, remember? So when Mob Deep was pushing that, you know, they was really changing the mentality of people in the streets. There was really a division there. Like, is you stupid, 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 super demonic? Is you super gangster with it? Or, or is you, are you soft? Are you going to go run and tell the cops? Are you going, you going to be a sucker? Are you going, you know what I mean? So hip hop is responsible for a lot of mind control and programming. You know what I mean? And as long as you keep listening to that programming, you will be programmed with it. Remember, old Dirty Bastard was trying to talk about cloning, how you start to get programmed with it, and then the demon starts to take over. The proboscis that Donald Marshall was talking about when he was talking about um, these um, these like reptilian. Um, these reptilian lizards that um, they're like parasites and they go in through the eye. They go through through the eyeball and then they they um, they take over your body. And then you see a lot of these um, Illuminati um, puppets with the black eye. 
you gotta listen to Black Child on YouTube. I don't even know if his videos, Yash Karash, Karash, I don't know if he's still on there or not. But he was breaking it down, yo. He was really letting everybody know. Yep. Satan shut my podcast down, but I'm back. Um, yeah, Yash Karash. Um, the real, the black, that black child. Yeah, he went by Black Child too. I'm not talking about Black Child from Murder Inc. Now I'm talking about the Black Child that was doing the, the videos exposing the Illuminati. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean the information is out there, and that's what you will be judged on. Just so you know, nobody's gonna be able to argue with God on Judgment Day. None of y'all gonna be able to argue with God on Judgment Day. It's just not gonna happen. Because it's how you spending your time every day. Is you really getting that knowledge and then following it or are you discarding it? And then you going back to living a fleshly lifestyle. It ain't hard to change your phone number. I'm the king of changing phone numbers. You know, it's not hard to walk that new path, especially if you someone like Jada Kids. You probably got some money saved up. You know, you don't got to keep doing that. Well, I think Justin Bieber was trying to get away from the industry for a while, right? For like two years or something like that. And then I think Ariana Grande brought him on stage. And then he told his, his um, people like, yo, I'm ready to get back into this. So they were like, boom, they started up the engines again. And then he dropped that song, Yummy. And then he started posting all those pictures of the little babies. Obviously, it's probably his PR, but these are the things that they have to do if they want to go back to serving Satan. Satan don't want no halfway thugs. If you ride with Satan, you want those checks, you want those endorsement deals, you want the money to start coming in, you want you want to start living that comfortable lifestyle again with all the money, then you want you want to let Satan do what he want to do with you and use you how he want to use you. But guess what? You might miss the rapture. And that's what they waiting for. Everything's in place right now for the rapture. Like the only reason the rapture hasn't happened is because God's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. You know, maybe he really is working with Kanye right now. Nobody knows. You can't judge Kanye. Maybe Kanye really, really, really is trying to give his life to Jesus. But can you imagine how hard it is? When you're that deep dealing with those demons on that level, can you imagine how intense the attacks are? Do you know how how many so-called psychic attacks, how much spiritual warfare Kanye is going through if he's really, really, really trying to give his life to Christ? Which I don't know if he is. I mean, he I heard he's charging like $100 to get into his church service or whatever. Now, granted... That could be a way for him to get money or it could just be a way for him to weed out um, to regulate how many people show up because he's such a massive star. But the fact that he moved to a whole different state like Montana or I don't know where he moved or Wyoming or I don't know where he moved, but he moves somewhere away from California. That's kind of like a big sign that maybe he really is trying to take this walk with Christ seriously. You know what I'm saying? So when you're on that level, 
it kind of makes sense to kind of play the fence at first because you still want to get other Satanists to, to, to come to Jesus. And I get it because I was doing that, but you really shouldn't do that because you're still playing with fire. You just got to trust God. You need to just go a hundred percent with God and let God take care of the rest. Like whoever come to Christ come and who don't, they going to hell. They getting left behind. You know what I'm saying? I get that now. I didn't get it at first. I was still bumping to my friends out here in the streets. They're like, yo, man, let's go out for a drink, man. There's going to be some girls over here tonight, this and that. And, you know, I'm a single dude. I'm lonely. You know what I mean? I feel like I need to find me, find my next wifey. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, let's go. And then, you know, they get you like, it's cool to drink, man. Jesus turned wa uh, water into wine. So then they get you with that. You know what I'm saying? And then they'll be like, I don't drink to get drunk, but you, but you in the bar every day. No, man. Like, I don't listen to man. That's the problem. Do not listen to man. Do not listen to your friends. They don't have the understanding that you're starting to get because you're starting to take this path serious. You have to stick with God. You have to stick with the means of information that God has given you, whether you're watching, like I said, that Soldiers for Christ community YouTube channel. There's tons of other um, of people. You know what I'm saying? Like one way to do it is, you know, see who Pastor Sandy and Pastor Ben are following through their YouTube channel, who they're subscribed to. Maybe subscribe to a couple of them or find out a couple of the people that are always going to their online churches because they got regular members that, that go that go on to the church service every time they go live on YouTube, right? And maybe follow a couple of them and fellowship with a couple of them and find out other channels that they follow. But be careful because Satan is in everything. So you, you have to definitely be reading the Bible yourself to know who's really a real Christian on fire for Christ and who's a lukewarm Christian. And there's so much deception right now. It's like everybody's got mud on them. You can't, you know, not everybody is... We're all broken. We're all human. We're all sinners. So it's all, it's always, you don't want to follow humans, period. That's just, that's the problem. You know what I mean? Of course, you're going to get your word from other humans while you're trying to get closer to Jesus. But the main thing is you're reading your Bible every day and you're fasting and you're praying and then God will lead you. And he does it. He speaks so many different ways throughout the day. You know what I mean? He made me fast today. He made me fast. He made me do it. My my whole bank accounts were net. My bank account was negative. I couldn't eat food if I wanted to. There was nothing I could do. I could not eat. I wanted to eat so bad I couldn't eat. He made me fast. And when I fasted, I had this tooth pain. It went away immediately. At five o'clock, I felt my, my stomach going. You know what I mean? What happens when you fast and your stomach start making all the noises because your body's breaking down the fat and taking the, 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 the store, the fat, the, the fat becomes fat is like all the nutrients, all the, all your food that's left over. It turns to fat so your body can use it later for, you know, so that's what fasting doesn't mean you're actually starving because you got fat in your body. When you're fasting, your body will start breaking down that fat and using using that to, to keep operating. And then also when you fast, it gets rid of all the, the diseases, 
All the things that are not supposed to be in your body, that's what fasting does. It's really healthy for you. It's extremely healthy for you. Actually, I encourage fasting every day. I think Terry Crews doesn't eat till at least two o'clock every day. So he's skipping breakfast and lunch pretty much. You know what I mean? Or breakfast and brunch and the snacks in between, you know. So fasting is great, especially if you're praying to fasting. So I would continue to fast that the Lord started me on. You know, I'm not going to eat until I think today I didn't eat till 730. So I'm going to try to fast till 730 again, at least for three days. Try to, I'm going to try to at least do all my fast for at least three days. You know what I mean? But um, obviously you're not supposed to tell nobody about it. But fasting is where the power is at. So if you want to have power to stand on this new path of following Jesus, you have to fast or it's just not going to work. If you feel like you're not you're on the fence, you're playing the fence, it's because you're not fasting. You have to fast. Fasting gets rid of the demons. Jesus gets rid of those demons for you. Boom, 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 boom. And then you become a lighter, nicer person. You're not so irritable. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. You're like, eh, I got the joy of the Lord upon me. Go ahead. But you become fully awake. Like you really start seeing the world for what it is. Because now your spirit has control of the flesh. Whereas before your flesh had control of your spirit. You know what I mean? And, you know, all that meat, all the meat consumption here, all of that meat is poisoned. All of that meat is poisoned. Don't eat the meat. Everybody needs to really become vegans immediately. Because dairy and meat products is one of the biggest weapons Satan is using to control us. You know, they're putting fetuses and, you know, they're making people cannibals and you don't even know it. You know, even the Impossible Burger got that heme juice, that H-E-M-E juice, which is basically human juice. It's like fetus juice, you know, so. I don't know. You guys just need to wake up. Do do your own research, man. You got to stay away from cable TV and secular media. Really, YouTube is your best friend right now. You know, I, I post a lot of stuff on Instagram because there's a lot of truth on Instagram, Facebook, you know, social media. Like Justin Timberlake said, social media is 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 determined by what you use it for. You will be judged. Do not get it twisted. You will be judged by the stuff you post on social media. So, you know, uh, Penny on Ngandi's channel. All you got to do is go to mooresrequired.com. I set up that website, mooresrequired.com. It takes you to uh, Penny on Ngandi's YouTube channel. And then you can watch all those heaven and hell testimonies. But those heaven and hell testimonies, there's people in there saying like, I didn't know Jesus was going to judge me for my Facebook post. I posted a Facebook post and I had like 40,000 followers and I'm going to hell because I led 40,000 people to hell. It's serious out here. Why y'all out here faking the funk, trying to be cool, trying to act like you something you not. You're going to get judged for that. So is it really worth it? Is it really worth it to be out here, you know, 
turning up for attention, for likes and follows, you know, for people to, to click that link to go download your new single, to go see your new movie, to go buy that demonic clothing. I don't know, man. <laughs> Did you see that post where it was like, after you get done saying, like, dropping the science on everybody, you like, I don't know, though. <laughs> because if I say I don't know, though, and you mess your life up, that's on you, not me. Nah, I know for sure that Jesus Christ is the way. That's the path. It's hard. It's not going to be easy because we've been completely brainwashed here. But and when we get mad about all this stuff, like in the Bible and all this truth, we're angry because our lack of knowledge. Like when you fully, fully are aware of it. I think if you was just a fully, completely righteous, pure, holy being then the truth would not affect you because you're already in the light, right? It's only when you're living in darkness and you're comfortable with your sin that it's a problem, right? So just do the right thing. Jesus got you. We all babies. We all going to be complaining and grumbling and mumbling and arguing. But what I tell Jesus, Jesus, I don't care how much I complain, grumble, cuss, fight, kick, and scream. Do whatever you have to do to make me make the rapture. I do not want to be left behind. I ain't built like that. I am not built like that. I'm not trying to have somebody take a, 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 a skin, to skin me alive or chop off my foot, my leg, and, put, and gouge out my eyeball. So I can get martyred for Christ. Now, granted, if I get left behind, I am going to have to do that. You know what I mean? So, but I'm not trying to get left behind, but I'm not in charge of that. Only God's in charge of that. All I can do is try to correct my walk every second of every minute of every hour of every day. And time is short. So I just have to constantly keep short accounts with the Lord if I cuss, if I judge somebody, I got to ask God to forgive me immediately. I'm not taking any chances. And neither should you. You should be trying to fo be focused on making the rapture. And stop believing this nonsense about post-tribulation and mid-tribulation. It's pre-tribulation. Period. You know that's the truth. You know the Lord is not going to let his church, he's not going to let his true disciples, his true followers, the true people on fire for cross for Christ, who's out here spreading the gospel and trying to wake people up. He's not going to let them stay here for the tribulation. He's not going to let these little kids go through that. He's not going to let your little dogs and your animals. He's not going to let them go through that. He's not going to let the innocent blood be shed anymore. He's going to rapture the church. Pre-tribulation rapture is imminent. It's real. It's true. I don't care what nobody said. It's in the Bible. You just got to start reading it and understanding what you're reading. Period. JD kids, give your life to Christ, bruh. Black child, give your life to Christ, bruh. You know? You got to be riding for the one truth. That's what we got to do. That's it.
You know, time's up. We have no more time. We can get raptured at any second. You don't want to be left behind. Nobody want to be here for the tribulation. Nobody really built for that. They all going to be taking the mark of the beast, trust me. It's Jesus or nothing.